Hey, oh, tile friends. Real quick, before we get to today's episode, I did just want to bend your ear for a few minutes and tell you about the Tile Nation Mastermind. This is a mastermind like no other. It's the first of its kind. It's something that I've been working on for several years now. It's something that I envisioned from the start of the Tile Money podcast. I'm very excited to let you know that we're running a Founders member special for the month of May. So if you're listening to this before June 1st, you need to go check this out because we'll close the doors and we're going to close them for uh, at least two to three months before we reopen the doors again. We're getting a lot of people coming in and I'm very excited about this. We're going to have weekly mastermind Zoom calls. And let me tell you about some of our mentors. We have about eight or nine mentors already. I think maybe even 10. But let me tell you about some of these mentors, and I think you're going to be as excited as I am. Because what I'm trying to do here and what, we've, what we're building is um, it's not just one person coaching you. It's not just me coaching you with my ideas and my business acumen and my experience in life and business. No, no, no. I've reached out to uh, some incredible business owners, and what I've, what I've done and attempted to do here is bring about different styles of businesses to really be able to uh, help each other learn and have an outsider's perspective on each other's business. And this is how we all learn together. Iron sharpens iron. So let me tell you about these mentors I'm very excited about bringing David Sandana on. He's going to be focused on sales training. David owns Diligence Flooring out of Tacoma, Washington. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's a tool inventor. He employs five people within his flooring business. He has a strong sales background and mindset, so he'll be focused on on assisting you, members of the mastermind, develop and hone your sales skills. You can expect to hear discussions around price objections, raising your prices, price positioning, and sales tactics that work for long-term relationship building. I'm very excited to learn and continue to get to know David. He's an incredible Incredible guy, a, a nice guy, and a great business owner. Uh, I'm excited to announce, and this is the first time announcing a few of these guys, Adam Mills. Adam uh, Mills is the president of Mills Tile Incorporated. That's out of Lake Tahoe area. He's got two licenses, one in California and one in Nevada for tile installation. He currently employs 24 people. Adam is uh, has the largest company of all the mentors. He has 24 employees, and he specializes in high-end custom tile work around that beautiful Lake to- Tahoe. Not Toho, Tahoe. Uh, these homes are featured in some magazines all around the world. They're doing roughly $3 million a year in revenue, and they've been growing that number year over year. He's been licensed since 2010, but has been in the trade for 20 for over 20 years. And uh, Adam's focus as a mentor will be on team building and company culture. He's done a great job of taking some very young people and getting them trained to install tile very quickly and, and keeping that company culture. His people love their job, and, and he's developed... Um, He's developed systems and processes to keep them enjoying their work and keep them looking forward to learning and looking forward to advancing within um, Mills Tile Incorporated. Aaron Howe. Aaron is the owner of Vetti. Vetti is Vancouver's premier tile installation company. And Aaron has created a, a really unique business to fit his lifestyle. It's not the largest business, but what he's done is um, 
you know, he, he found that he wanted to move out of the city and move into the, into the country. So he, he left Vancouver and he's living four hours away from his uh, business location there in Vancouver. Now this, of course, as you're, as you're probably acknowledging is going to present a lot of unique challenges. So Aaron's faced these challenges and he he created some creative solutions. He's, uh, he's down to commuting only one day a month into Vancouver. So he only commutes for one really long day. I think it's like a 16-hour day. And he goes into Vancouver to meet with his clients and potential clients and, and do all the necessary things that um, he needs to do. And he minimizes his tasks to only the very important things. And he has his his small team of a few employees running and installing the company otherwise. So he proceeds to run his business from his country home for the rest of the month. We all have a lot to learn from Aaron. Um, he's able to do this with just a few employees, so you know his prices are good. Uh, you can expect to hear discussions from him uh, about the mindset that he had to do, had to develop to be able to live four hours away from your business. I can't imagine the the potential stress, the potential for failure, but yet he's been working and living like this very successfully. I'm really looking forward to getting to know Aaron and seeing him share his insights. Keith Barnett, uh, another one of our mentors. Keith is a licensed general contractor. He's a tile contractor. He's a certified tile installer. He's a serial entrepreneur. He has businesses outside of the industry as well. His business in the industry is called Precision Building and Tile out of Northern California. Keith is a legitimate hustler. He's a great guy. He's got a positive attitude. He also has created a comfortable life for himself and his family, and he started it and built it from scratch, literally having nothing to being a successful multi-business owner who is looking forward to early retirement. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, conversations about how he did it, and I I think he's going to have a lot of insight into leadership skills and and mentality, and I'm looking forward to learning from Keith. Jeff Ocapenti. Jeff is the owner of Columbia River Tile and Stone out of Portland, Oregon. Jeff is a a great business owner. Jeff, uh, I've interviewed Jeff as well in the past. He is a self-made millionaire. From Tile. He has Tile to to thank for being a self-made millionaire. And I believe he's 45 years old. He has built a great business, as you can see from the results. And and you can expect not only only successful financially, but honestly successful uh, with his craftsmanship too. He He has retained a very, very reputable, uh, high, high good reputation. You can expect uh, to learn a lot from Jeff, and I'm looking forward to uh, learning about how he has been able to accomplish such large tasks and goals at such a young age. Um, We're bringing in Matt Thibault, and I'm really excited about Matt. He specializes in helping contractors. Now, it's a little bit different than all the other mentors. Matt is not a tile contractor. He's not a contractor. But what he does is he helps contractors streamline their lead generation and sales processes. He's um, an author of a book titled Digital Marketing Secrets for Contractors. So for those of you looking to attract more leads, close more sales, and boost your revenue using online marketing, Matt is going to be your new best friend. I'm really looking forward to having Matt on the mentorship team here. He's going to add a lot of value and be able to keep us updated with the best marketing practices for those of you wanting to really hit your marketing hard. Um, Now, the other mentors are my three Tile Nation partners and myself, Craig Herrmann, 
Craig uh, is a, a flooring and tile contractor. He runs a successful subcontractor business model. Uh, he works for one of the largest retailers out of the United States. And Craig will be focused on sharing insights into relationship building, job site efficiency, investing in tools that make you money. Craig is very smart with his tools. He's very smart with his money. He's a great guy. I've been really enjoying and benefiting being around him and getting to know him, and I know you will too. Adam Christensen. Adam is a flooring and tile contractor. He's specializing in gauge porcelain panels. He's built a business with panels by introducing it to his market. For all of you who say panels are not in my market yet, I wish I could get into it, but it's not in my market. Well, it wasn't in his market. But in a, in the matter of just a few years, he's became the local expert across not one, not two, but three states, a tri-state area. He works out of and installs panels in all three states. So you can look forward to learning more about his business model and how he has been able to bring porcelain panels into the market. Christopher Rachel, Chris is a, he's a bathroom remodel remodeler. Um, his business model is a little di- bit different. He's a sole a sole operator. He works for himself and by himself. And in order to raise his um, lifestyle and and raise his revenue and raise his profit, he's invested heavily into marketing. Uh, he drives a lot of phone calls to his phone so that he can basically um, have his choice of who he wants to work for. His prices that he charges are way beyond what you would consider competitive prices because, frankly, he just does not have to be competitive. He knows what he has to offer as a very skilled craftsman and, and in, a man of integrity, and he takes one job at a time. This has allowed him to grow his income exponentially all without hiring an employee. I'm really uh, benefiting from knowing Chris and working with Chris, and I know you will benefit from getting to know him and learning from him as well. And then and then you have me, Luke Miller, the host of the Tile Money Podcast. Over the last nearly four years, I've interviewed uh, over 100 tilers about their businesses. I've spent, in addition to that, I've spent 20 years in, in the installation industry and 10 of those years as a licensed C54 California tile contractor. I'm going to share as much knowledge as I can with you. Uh, that is my promise to you. I'll, I'll share my insights. But as you can see from the list of mentors, uh, my real strength is connecting people and finding people to help others. I want to raise you up. I want to raise these mentors up and display their knowledge. And I want you to be successful. Join this mastermind if you are uh, eager to grow and expand your business and get to the next level. Uh, a mastermind is just that. It's a group of people, of business owners that are of similar mindset, and they want to encourage one another. Uh, they want to uh, win and see others win, and that is exactly what we're building. If you want to learn more, go to thetilenation.com, thetilenation.com. You will see a button up there that says mastermind, but make, make sure you get in before June 1st. Prices are doubling and tripling once we close the doors. All right, Tile friends, enjoy today's episode. Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Miller, your host. This podcast, Tile Money, is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our business education design for contractors by contractors. 
This education is assisting tile contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. Today, I have another great guest with me. I have Bob Engel, the owner of Classic Tile Works, located in the state of Ohio. We're going to be discussing his passion for his craft, his business, how he's gotten where he is, the day-to-day struggles of wearing so many hats that we all feel. So we look forward to this great discussion. Before I bring Bob on into the studio, though, I do want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Ladycrete International. Thank you, Ladycrete, for being a sponsor of this podcast for the last few years. I met David Rothberg in late 2018. I had just launched the podcast just maybe 30 days, 60 days prior to the International Surfaces event. And I met, I met David for the first time, and I, I talked with him and told him what I was doing, and he took an interest in it, and his eyes lit up when I told him that it was a business education podcast for tile contractors to strengthen their business. And um, they've been supporting me ever since. Thank you, David, uh, Ron Nash, and the entire Ladycrete team for being so supportive of tile contractors and recognizing their position in the industry and uh, the fact that you're investing your money and in, in also your talent by sharing your knowledge on the podcast from time to time uh, says a lot. So thank you very much, Lake Creek International. I also want to give a plug for my new company, Tile Nation. Together with my three partners, we are providing advanced education for tile contractors, tile installers. We're doing this with our, right now, our three and five day porcelain panel training class and we have a 5,000 square foot warehouse in Omaha, Nebraska. We have multiple learning opportunities throughout the year and we also have some virtual opportunities to learn. Visit thetilenation.com, thetilenation.com to learn more. Stay in touch with with Luke, me, and uh, don't miss any new opportunities. If you join the Tile Nation texting service, we will text you twice a month to let you know about upcoming learning opportunities and events all you have to do is text the word, one word, Tile Nation, Tile Nation, no space, to the phone number 877-630-3260, All right, welcome to the podcast, Robert. Uh, hi, Luke. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you today? Excellent. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for, be, for thanks for agreeing to be on. I appreciate it. Um, what what are you doing today? Where are you at? And what does your business look like today? So right now I'm in my home office. And uh, when we're done here, I'll be heading down to a job site to see how things are going. We're in a very high-end custom home. And uh, my one subcontractor, whom I consider a partner, he's, he's down there busy working on the sun's shower. So and I'll be heading down there to do a powder room, and then together we're tackling the master shower next week, which is probably one of the hugest master showers I've ever been in. So this is nice. a good job. Nice, yeah. nice. That sounds awesome. Is that the kind of work you specialize in, custom homes? Uh, I would like to specialize that in that all the time, but we get we get a couple of those a year. Uh, but we spend most of our time in the residential remodel market. Okay, well that's a good market as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how large is your company? 
So currently, it is just me and my friend Matt. So and uh, and he's a, a young man. He's in his thirties now, but he came on when he was eighteen as a helper, mm-hmm. and uh, he learned the trade and took it seriously. And now he can do anything I can. So he represents me very well, and we work together very well too. So we were bigger, and uh, well, we lost one of our installers. Uh, in death in February, 2020, wow. uh, before the pandemic, it wasn't mm-hmm. pandemic related. And then, uh, and then a helper left and went on to another job. And so it's just been the two of us and, uh, and you know, it's been okay. We're, we're very happy with what we make, mm-hmm. but you know, at one time we were, at one time I had seven people total, including myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was many years ago, but you know, right now it's just the two of us and it's, it's a little easier to manage. That's for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two man crew, uh, especially somebody that you've trained for the last dozen years. Uh, that that's powerful. That can be very, a very good spot to be in. Why don't we back up though? I would like to hear the story, kind of the progression of how you entered the trade and then just walk us through, you know, um, basically how you went out on your own and got started and then we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. Well, for the first six or seven years after high school, I wasted those years partying and hanging sure. out with, uh, you know, some, some rough individuals. And I was a rough individual myself. And then when I finally slowed down and, and ha- had time to think, you know, I, I met my wife and uh, we got married in 2000. And, uh, and then shortly thereafter, we had a baby on the way. And at this time, I was working third shift at a gas station making about $7 an hour. And I was like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta start taking things a little more serious now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you got a friend. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. And, uh, and so I started looking for, for work and, uh, didn't really know what to do, but then I had a friend in my congregation who had a flooring company that he did tile and he also did pergo and he had a helper recently quit so he asked me he goes do you want to learn a trade and i said sure so i started working for him uh making a little bit more and and he would tell me about the business and the potential that it had and uh so it was something that very interested me a lot so that was about january 2002 and then by may of 2005 i had started my own business and went out on my own and that was kind of maybe maybe a short bit of time. I still had more to learn once I went on my own. I found out. Um, but before then, you know, what had happened was uh, I was installing backsplashes. I was doing tub surrounds. And, uh, but I didn't get to do a lot of the big stuff. You know, I was still mostly the cement board and grout guy. But then he had a big job come up in Pennsylvania, that was going to require that we leave uh, for and get a hotel for two or three weeks. And I wasn't willing to leave my family for three weeks. I, so I refu- I just flat out said I wasn't doing it. And so he set me up with another project that he had going on here in Ohio. And it was another, it was a million dollar home and he showed me the plans and he told me where to pick up the tile and what tile went in what room and what pattern. And, and he said, you know, go ahead and have at it. But if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if for any reason you think you can't do it, then don't, don't, you know, he was really nervous about letting me do this on my own, but I had something to prove. So I I did it. And uh, so I did all the rooms in this, in this high end custom home 
except for the master shower and the master bath, which was, uh, that was really intricate stuff. But we had uneven floors and I'm building up and, and, uh, I got to the end of that and that was, that, that job was my light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. That's when I was like, Hey, I can do anything he can do. (laughs) And, and so I started talking about some of my goals to make more money to have my wife stay home with the kids. So she didn't have to work. And, and, uh, uh, I suggested maybe he could pay me like he pays the other subcontractor Mm -hmm. uh, because I knew what he was making and, and none of it was really coming together as fast as I wanted. So, so I started my own business and I wasn't secret about it. I'd tell him at lunch, you know, Hey, I registered my LLC. Now I'm advertising in the classifieds. I have a side job after work today. I got a job this weekend and he was completely okay with all of it. And then, uh, I, I landed a job. I eventually landed a job that was going to take me probably two or three weeks solo. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't do that in the evenings and the weekends. Right. So, yeah. so I told him about it and, uh, we arranged for me to take the time off to do that job. And then while I was doing that job, mm-hmm. I closed another deal and then while I was closing on that job, I closed a couple more deals. And next thing you know, several months have gone by. And, and I told him, I was like, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm coming back to work for you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was it. So from since then I've been self-employed, you know, right. And I, did, I have worked for him as a subcontractor and he has worked for me as a subcontractor a couple of oh, times. Oh, there you go. See? So the relationship was still good. That's, that's you know? awesome. It's really important. Good for you guys and good for you for um, handling that in a professional way. And, you know, being able to leave that door open for future opportunities. I mean, that is really, you know, as a two-person business, you know, that's really going to be so helpful as you found out and as you know because um, it's like you can't take all the jobs and sometimes the best thing to do is, you know, sub it out and make a smaller percentage but still keep things busy and everybody's working and happy. That's really cool. Um, so so how – tell me now, uh, thank you for sharing those early years. Uh, that's an exciting story. Um, and one that we can relate to, I mean, I, I can just, you know, kind of sense what your boss must've been going through. I mean, he probably knew the writing was on the wall. He probably knew for a while that that was the direction you're headed. So that's probably why he was like, you know, I can see it in you that you're going to go out. You know, was there any of that kind of discussion with him? Uh, not, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that at the time. At the time I was kind of irritated because I was, I wanted to make more money and I wanted my wife to be home. And I, yeah. I felt like, I felt like I wasn't being heard, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. but in hindsight, I do think that, uh, having me in this position was probably his end game, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, you know, it was, it was a matter of teach me a trade and then I can take it from there. Yeah. I really think that was, that was, that was what, that was what he was thinking all along. So sure. And that, and that's, and that's what happened. So he's retired now and he actually, he, he, he tried to refer me to all his ex former clients. So, you know, the, the relationship there is still really good, you know, oh, that's great. at the time, at the time I was like, you know, uh, you know, 29 years old, 30, had a young family and I'm like, you know, I need to make money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you feeling the pressure too. I mean, I, I, I can totally relate to that pressure of, you know, the young family, not enough, not quite enough money coming in. Um, but it just goes to show you never know how things are going to work out because now I'm sure you're, you know, as it sounds, you're super happy the way things worked out. Um, 
it's really important. I mean, just I, I'm reminded daily, like little reminders like this, take emotions out of business. Whenever it comes to business decisions, it's like you got to think long term. Um, and at you know, at a young age, we're not not as capable of that. Even at an older age, it's like we forget think long term and we get caught up in that moment. But that's a cool story. So now take take me to the spot where you're you're growing and growing and you kind of got up to, you know, your peak business, like seven employees. How did that work out? Like, did you just start hiring and just got busier and busier? It sounds like. So when I went out on my own, I, it was classified ads. And it was a lot of, uh, I would say, low end work, mm. you know, but it was still it was still money and it was I could take what I could get. Mm. And then uh, I got a van and I wanted to letter my van. And so I went down here to the local uh, sign shop and we made a sweat equity deal. He would letter my van if I tiled his backsplash, nice. even, even Steven. Yeah. And so I tiled the backsplash and they hired an interior designer and it was one of the craziest backsplashes I've ever tiled. And uh, you got, so in other words, he got a really good deal, <laughs> but it worked out for me too, because it turns out that, this uh, his his wife was the uh, ex-wife of a builder, mm. and the builder came to pick up his daughter for visitations, and he saw me doing this backsplash, mm. and he's like, he's in desperate need of a tile setter because he does spec homes and custom homes, sure. and he's not happy with the guy that he has. So I gave him my business card, and and uh, he uh, hooked me up with one of his job supervisors, and we toured a couple houses. And next thing I know, I had this builder that was churning out houses like crazy. Mm. And uh, so, so, so that was good because I learned the trade working for builders and working in custom homes. So this is exactly where I wanted to be. And uh, so there was a lot of work and he had me and he had these other tile guys that he wasn't thoroughly impressed with. And every once in a while I'd have to go to one of these other houses and fix something that these other tile guys did. And so, I was like, well, just give it all to me, you know, give it all to me. And, 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 uh, I started looking for people who could, who, who could help me out that were, that were more qualified. And, and the reason for that, it's actually kind of goes back to my, to the, to the origin story a little bit. We were doing a, we were doing a custom home one time and, uh, you know, as a helper, you know, the, the homeowner would come in and with the, with the builder and kind of float by and talk to my boss. And as the helper, nobody talked to you, you know, mm. and, uh, but late, I was staying late one evening grouting, and and he comes in, and he sits down, and he starts talking to me, and uh, I talked to him about what he, he owned, a local advertising company, and that's uh, that's how he made his money was like, uh, you know, these, these monthly periodicals where you can get the pizza coupons and everything, you know, that's what he did. But he made a statement that always resonated with me, and I never forgot about it. He said, uh, success is about creating opportunities for other people. Mm. And so that's, that was, that what became like my motto was I was going to try and expand my business. I'll take on all the tile work and I'll find guys to do it, you know, because I knew, because I knew guys that were looking for work at the time. And so I eventually grew and I had, at one point we were a crew of seven, including myself and me and my helper, we would be on one house. We'd, we'd do the cement board and the waterproofing for the showers because um, all, the, all the important stuff is in the prep work. 
And then we put an installer on it, set in tile, and we'd go prep the next house and put another installer and his helper tiling that one while we prepped the third house. And by the time we got prepping that house, then the installer we had on the first house was ready to move on to the next house. Nice. And it was just it was just a smooth running machine that we did. We did that. We did that for an entire year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember sitting outside looking at this development with all these empty lots. And I was telling my helper, I was like, you know, starting, starting my own business is the greatest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, look at all these lots. I was like, I am set for years. Mm-hmm. And then 2008 happened. <laughs> 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 they never dug another hole, at least not for like six more years. Right. And I ended up letting everybody go. Yeah. And, uh, and because the work just, because the, the new home construction work. Yeah completely dried up and that's where i was completely focused all my eggs were in that basket pretty much in this one guy one builder's basket i had a couple other builders but you know i was primarily working for the one i let everybody go and for the next two years like you know i would i sit around and then just get excited when the phone rang you know when the business line rang you know and i go out and do a job by myself and and it was it was rough because we were used to this certain lifestyle you know, we had paid off all the credit cards and everything, and then all of a sudden, the the, you know, the cash flow the pipeline dried up, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it was like back to ramen noodles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, back to ramen noodles for a lot of people back in those back uh-huh. in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Those uh, those were rough years for a lot of people. A lot of a lot of hard lessons to learn. I mean, of course. You know, time and on unforeseen occurrences, um, but a lot of those lessons are applicable today. You know, like the one you shared. You know, not putting all the eggs in one basket. Um, you know, I encourage I encourage my audience. You know, to have a, a builder you work for, to have a couple builders you work for, to have a stream of uh, residential remodel work that you're working directly for the consumer that you work for to know multiple different angles and multiple different sources of work in your community. Um, whether that be little niches or, you know, just like I'm saying, multiple builders, multiple different ways of advertising, because it's like, if you're putting all your advertising even into Facebook, well, that's a mistake because it's on one platform. You don't own that platform. That platform is not the internet. That platform is owned by somebody and they change the rules all the time. So, I would suggest Facebook, Google, YouTube, you know, something of this nature, you know, a few different avenues of advertising, a few aver- a few avenues of getting work. Um, any other lessons from that era that you applied to your business to strengthen it to get to where you are today? So, well, that's it. Uh, don't do that again. Right. Don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, we tried to, I tried to get into the remodel market. And, uh, I did, uh, you know, it was, but it was slow going cause everybody in new construction was also trying to rush over into the remodel market. So there was just so many workers and, and not a lot of work. And I even thought about, you know what, forget this. I'm going to go to college and become an RN, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. And, uh, and a lot of people, le- a lot of people I know left the trade, you know, started doing other things, mm-hmm. but, but I couldn't think about what can I I couldn't imagine going to school like an accelerated course 
doing clinicals on the weekends, still trying to run my business. And then in, in three or four years have like, you know, I could just, my, my children wouldn't know me and my wife would be gone. I mean, that was my fear. Yeah. You know, if I was just like disappear in that respect. So I didn't do it. I just stuck with it. And, um, and then in 2010, things started to trickle upwards to the mm-hmm. point where I needed a helper again. So that's when Matt joined me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is right out of high school, right out of high school. He delivered pizza for a little bit. And, uh, then that, then, then he left that job and I, I needed a helper. So I'm like, Hey, come work for me. Nice. And, uh, and so he worked for me as a helper. And, you know, after a few years, you know, uh, he's, I got him installing backsplashes and, uh, I had him do, I had a, I had an, I had this one account where we were doing all their backsplashes for a local refacing company. And I just sent Matt to do it to the point where he hates backsplashes. He doesn't want to do another one ever again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> But, but for the longest time, I didn't think he was going to actually, I didn't think he had the aptitude for it. I didn't think he would stick around. But then um, one day he got engaged and all of a sudden, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> same, same thing, you know, he got engaged and all of a sudden he wanted to, he was like, I want to learn this. Let me, let me get on my knees. Let me set, spread the mortar. Let me set some tile, yeah. you know, instead of just running cuts all the time. So, so we did, you know, and, and, and he's, he's, he's excellent. So. So he's even more, he's, he's probably more meticulous than I am. You know? nice. So he, he does, he does wow. very, he does very good now. So then in 2012, my previous boss was downscaling and uh, he called me up and he said that uh, he feels bad because he's not giving Mark work anymore. Mark was the subcontractor that I knew. Hmm. And uh, I would have worked with Mark all the time, you know, back in 2002 and, you know, that's the one that's like, Hey, you know, pay me like you pay Mark, you know? <laughs> and so he called me up and he said, do you have any work? Cause you know, I'm, I'm, he's downsizing. He has no work for Mark and he feels pretty bad. Yeah. Mark was like amazing. Mm-hmm. And so like, I mean, I just, I jumped on that opportunity right away. I never approached Mark about doing work for me because out of respect for sure. my previous boss, I never wasn't going to take his subs from him. Yeah. And, uh, but as soon as he gave me that, as soon as he opened that door, I called Mark and, and Mark worked for me up until he died. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so for the last several years, we were a crew of four. Mm-hmm. It was me, Matt and Mark. And then we had a helper and, uh, we would pass the helper on to whoever needed the helper most that day. Sure, sure. And, uh, and then in 2019, the helper left and, uh, we were okay with that. And then, in, and then Mark's health was deteriorating and then he died in February of 2020 mm-hmm of COPD. And then, uh, I told Matt, I'm like, well, I'm going to hire another helper and I'm going to start bringing on some more subs. Mm -hmm. And then in March, the coronavirus hit and everything started shutting down. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, I was like, this is going to be 2008 all over again. And, uh, with everything shutting down, this is, this is bad news. You're watching the stock market do a free fall. Yeah. And, uh, so I told Matt, I was like, you know what, forget it. Let's just worry about putting food on our tables. Yeah. And so I didn't hire. And then to everybody's surprise, the exact opposite happened. Right. The market went soaring. And now instead of being six weeks out on the schedule, we're eight, nine months out on the schedule and I can't get any subs because they're all eight, nine months out on their schedule too. There's so much work in the area. It's ridiculous so good but but it's it's uh it's unprecedented right now yeah sure is sure Mm -hmm. is it's it's pretty wild out there 
Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned something earlier I wanted to, to reiterate here was uh, when we're hiring employees, I learned pretty fast to look for um, employees that had a, a decent amount of responsibility at home. Like you mentioned, either married or had a child on the way or had a couple kids. Um, I learned pretty quick that those guys were going to actually show up five days a week for, you know, for the most part, typically, you know, you would hope, uh, but you got a much better chance and you can see it in their eyes when they come to you and they apply for a job and they talk about their family. And that's kind of one of their motivations for coming to work. Um, and you know, that, that typically I learned would tell me that this person's going to give it a go. You know, they're going to give it all their, all they got. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I've had the helpers that I've had that have been good. Uh, the most recent helper was married. The previous helper was actually a single mother. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the helper before that was also married. But then I've had a couple of helpers there. I, I, I tried like I did with Matt, pull them right out of high school. And uh, I had a couple that they wanted to stand around and watch me work while they were on Facebook. Sure. You know, and <laughs> I'd send someone out for a cut, and then I'm sitting there, like, waiting for this cut. You yeah. know, where is, he, where is he at? And I go outside, and the cut's sitting on the saw, not even cut yet, and he's on his phone <laughs> smoking a cigarette. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I took his phone, threw it in my van, locked the door. I'm like, you can have that back at 5 o'clock. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so so you're right. Those, the, the you know, I got lucky with Matt, but it does seem that those that have some responsibilities at home or are, are take, take work in general more seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. It does for sure. So when you're selling your value, um, selling yourself, you know, and what you can offer to your clients, how do you define your value? You know, a lot of people have trouble with that value statement of a tile contractor because I'm sure, is is it the same way in Ohio as it is most places? There's a lot of tile installers. So, yeah, there's a lot of tile installers. And I would say that... Uh, what sets me apart is that most tile guys give, okay, most area tile guys, I'll keep it local. Sure. Most area tile guys give tile guys a bad name. Oh, okay. And yeah, so we've got, you know, just workmanship that is subpar. Um, you know, uh, people that are, are very clean, uh, smoke like a volcano, you know, use bad language around kids. You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that just don't carry themselves as professional they look like shady individuals. And that's kind of where I say that's the beginning of where I define my value is like, you know, we're, we're, we're non-smokers. We don't cuts. We clean up daily. We, we drive nice vehicles. Um, and also our workmanship is really what sets us apart. I've got a website with a plethora of photos. I saw that you got a lot of content on there. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, you know, our work is done just right. Um, we work exclusively with Laticrete, mm-hmm. and so we offer that Laticrete warranty. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot, a lot of the local guys, you know, they've got that taillight warranty. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we come in and we're like, you know, we're, we, everything we do starts at the ten-year tier, okay, and can, go, and can go up from there. And how, then, many, uh, how many tiers do you keep it? Like three tiers, or? Well, it's, it's whatever Laticrete offers. Sure, so, which is yeah, like so we start with the ten-year product, and then they have a. I think they have. I think they have a ten, fifteen, 
25 in lifetime. I think so. Yeah. You know? like and so, hours. you know, we can move up, we can move up the ladder if they want a longer warranty from the manufacturer. 10 is usually good enough. Those are good products and it's going to last forever anyway. Right. You know, if you do it right, it's going to last. I could use the five year warranty stuff and mm-hmm. I could do the, I could mix and match different brands and still produce a shower. It's going to last forever. Yeah. I do everything according to industry standards. You have to know that what those standards are. I joined the NTCA, so I market that. So mm-hmm. I market the fact that um, I'm in the Tile Contractors Association. I market that we use exclu- Laticrete exclusively and that you have their warranties. And uh, I also market that I am, and a lot of people online hate this, I am a no-down payment company. Oh, sure. and we're done. And, oh, okay. uh, yeah, so, and, and the only time I change that is, if they're, if they're buying tile through me from the local distributor, we'll ask for that up front. And, uh, and if the job goes on longer than two weeks, like we're in this, we're in this million dollar home right now, we're going to be in there for two months. So I do, I send a progress payment in. I, I think we've been down there for a month and I finally decided to send a progress payment, a progress bill in Yeah, uh, because two months is a long time to go with no, with no cash flow. Sure. So yeah. But for the remodel market, that's, that's, you know, you have, that's how I set myself apart from my competition is this guy might come in at this price, but he wants half of it down and he starts uh, talking in abstract concepts when you bring up a warranty. And then I'm like 10 years, you know, yes, I'm a little higher, but you're going to, you're going to love it when we're done. No money down. Just pay me when you're smiling. And, uh, and so I'm able to close jobs that way. So. So between that, my website, my reviews, uh, you know, I do that. That's how I'm, that's how I market myself. That's how I present myself. Yeah. Nice. Now with the no money down, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that model, but I do have to say if it works for you, it works for you. And typically what I found that the people who that works for is they're the owner operator or they have like you one employee, maybe two employees, like a smaller business. You know, I think the larger you scale, the more risky that co- that becomes. Now, do you have them sign a contract? Out of curiosity. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and and I and in Ohio, if it's under twenty five thousand dollars, you can do that over email. So I'll uh-huh. email the, the proposal. You have a PDF that QuickBooks generates with the uh-huh. estimate, and then I have a PDF called Backpage PDF. You know, <laughs> so yeah. back in the days, we used to print it and actually sign it. And I just say, like, you know, in the email, like, you know, reply to this email saying that you uh, accept these documents, you've read these documents and you accept the terms they're in. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's a contract because then I have it in writing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an acceptance in writing. So mm-hmm. nice. and they, have to, they have to say very clearly, yes, I have read, read both documents and agreed to the terms they're in. So, okay. okay. Yeah. So they have to use that language. They don't just reply with a thumbs up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Yeah, that that would be the way I would I would recommend it if you're going to, you know, because certainly that is a selling point. I can see that, you know, I can see why customers like that. Um, the warranties, I, d- tell me a little bit more about the warranties. Um, you, it's interesting to me that most people, you say, choose the 10-year warranty. Is that correct? Well, that's what I start my estimates at. Okay. So when I provide the estimate, I, you know, this, uh, oh, I always tell people I start at the 10 year tier. So if I, if I give an estimate at like $5,000, it includes all the products that are going to get a 10 year Laticrete warranty. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then if they want to move up to 
if they want if they want the twenty five year or the lifetime, then it's you, most of the time it's only a difference in mortar, you know. Okay. So, but but so so it's an increased cost in mortar, and then it's an increased cost of the convenience of having the extra warranty also. So the increase goes up maybe fifteen to twenty five percent. It sounds like depending. Yes. I mean, on t- yeah, the next one up. Okay. Between ten year and lifetime, yeah, that would be about right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't bad. That ain't bad. Um, and then and then for the um for the website, you get a lot of calls from your website. I mean, it looks like you 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 know you have a lot of information, a lot of photos. A lot of um, good SEO juice, which probably generates some phone calls for you. Yeah, so that's my number. Uh, well, I would say that I, I so I don't advertise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't advertise at all, and uh, but my website generates a lot of estimate requests and a lot of and a lot of phone calls. I think are coming from Google or through uh, through Google over to my website. And uh, it performs very well for me. I would say it's my number one. It's my number one lead generator. Yeah, I, was, I don't want to call it advertising. I guess it is advertising, but sure, I'm not, sure. I don't do paid advertising. But yeah, it's my yes, my number one lead generator is my website. So I got a lot. Of, I get a lot of referrals, you know. And uh, but as far as as far as if it's not a referral, the person's coming through my website. Sure, a- absolutely. Yeah, so it performs very well. So. I know you're. I know you're in the business of websites too, yeah, uh, yeah. With, the, with the Happy Tile guy. And and uh, although I'm not a client, I would definitely steer anybody listening in that direction because I think that's critical to to success as a as a businessman in this in this day and age is having a good website. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I think you appreciate the the testimony there, Robert. I'm always curious, you know, because and a lot of a lot of. Guys or contractors will say, "Well, we have Instagram, you, you know, YouTube and uh, Facebook." Well, that might be true, but people are still searching on the internet for a tile contractor near me, and those um, YouTube will show up, but Instagram won't. Uh, I don't think Facebook will, um, and or maybe it does a little bit on the on the public page, like if you have a business profile. So always do a business profile. But really that website, I mean, that's that's what sells people. That's what they want to see. You know, I talk to, I don't just talk to, to contractors. I talk to um, consumers and I ask them, I'm in a lot of consumer orientated groups and I've been asking them, what do you, what do you, how do you find, how do you hire a contractor? And most of them will say, you know, research, you know, and look at their website is part of the, a big part of their process. Um, I've had people tell me if a contractor doesn't have a website, I just figure they're not, they're not the contractor for me. Or, you know, there's just six other sites to look at. So they go look at those sites to get to know the contractor. Um, so it does make a difference. Now, once you get those phones and the phones, the, the calls coming in on your phone, um, Tell me about your customer screening process and how you go about then doing the estimate and proposal management. So right now, I used to go out and and meet every person, you know. But right now, there's so many coming in that uh, the first thing I do is talk to them and I lead right away with my schedule. Mm-hmm. So my you know, first thing they have to be okay with is the fact that if they're talking about a, a shower or a significant size floor, we're looking at 2023 now. 
because mm-hmm. uh, I've got a waiting list that's going to easily eat up the rest of this year and yeah. probably probably bleed over into 2023. So that so they got to be in the planning and budgeting phase. They can't be in the uh, I just demoed my room. Yeah, <laughs> you know that that's not going to work. Um, if they have a backsplash, I'll talk to them about possibly squeezing it in because um, a backsplash is a day and a half or two days. You know, I might be able to finish a job on a Thursday. I can do a backsplash Friday, grab Saturday before I start the next big project. Mm-hmm. So I find out, I, I talk to them about the time, let them know what my timeline is, and then I ask them what sort of project that they're, they're what type, kind of tile project are they looking to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then uh, if they're okay with the time, I'll ask right now to email me some pictures. Mm-hmm. So I can see the area because most of most tile work these days is showers, showers and splashes. I should rename my business classic shower and splash, yeah. you know, because the, the days of doing 1500 square foot floors don't seem to be in right now. So that's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, style. it's just the master bathroom. It's not the whole house like it used to be. Yeah. And, uh, and so usually I, you know, a typical shower is three by five. They can send me a picture. I can see what's there and, and kind of already tell what I got to do to take it out and replace it. And then I'll give them a, a like a ballpark price range and if they're okay with that, then I'll tell them, go pick out your tile because they're the type of tile and the pattern and the, any design elements is going to affect that price. And then uh, I'll come out and I'll measure so we have accurate measurements of what to order and I can refine their quote. So I'll start with the, the ballpark figure uh, after looking at some pictures. And if, they're, if, that, if, that, if the timeline hasn't scared them and if the ballpark price hasn't scared them, then usually we're we're good to meet because I'm gonna I'm probably gonna have a sale at that point. So mm-hmm. nice, nice. That makes a lot of sense. Um, thanks for sharing that. Uh, I, I I find that you know process to be one of the most successful processes, especially nowadays. You know when people are used to um, doing a little more work. You know virtually. You know sending pictures and whatnot. And it really helps to be able to price, you know, price the jobs. Speaking of pricing, what is your preference, um, square foot or, or day rate, and, and how do you come up with those prices? Uh, so both, um, and I, I have a day rate in mind, and I use I apply my day rate to things that you just can't go by square foot. So like a backsplash or a fireplace or an incredibly small bathroom floor, you have to think in terms of day rate. Uh, and then my, I do have a formula of, of square foot and linear foot pricing uh, that I use for floors, and I, and I still apply them to showers at the moment, although I'm thinking about just flat day rating that. Uh, but it's still based on, like, you know, you take your, you take your average floor and your average shower, mm-hmm. you know, like that, the three-by-five tub surround, or that three by five shower mm-hmm. rather. And I just think about how long does it take me to do the pan? How long does it take me to do the board? How long does it take me to set the tile? How long more, how much more does it take me if it's diagonal herringbone, et cetera. I've, I mean, I've gone through and I've refined every single custom element and assigned a square foot price to it based on how fast I can get it done. And sure. the calculations work out to where if I, if I go there and I work and I don't, and if I'm not lazy and I'm not chatting it up all the yeah, time, then, yeah. then I'm actually, then I'm making my day rate, you sure, know, sure. you know, so the, the square formulas are based on the day rate. So that's the best answer. I love it. That's, that's mm-hmm. my, my answer as well. Um, 
Tell me, you know, Robert, I know you're, you know, you're, you're at one employee. It sounds like you're, you're pretty comfortable there. Uh, do you have plans for growth? And if not in personnel, maybe in other avenues of growth and how are you going to reach those, uh, goals that you've set for yourself? So, yeah. So, you know, I was up to seven at one time. I would, I would do it again. Okay. If I could find, if I could find the right guys, you know? And so right now the, the finding qualified talent, mm-hmm. uh, finding, finding people that are happy being subcontractors, that seems to be very difficult at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much work. Nobody has to sub because they can go out and get their own work, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> and so, so I'm finding that very difficult right now. So I, you know, I want to bring on, maybe I might try and do the start from scratch thing, bring on a helper, mm-hmm. teach them the trade. And then I also might try, I've thought about trying a uh, employee type arrangement rather than a subcontractor type arrangement where we'll offer an hourly rate with maybe so much vacation per year, maybe a 401k, you know, and uh, it's all a numbers game. You got to figure out how to make, you have to make the numbers work and try and try and entice someone that way who maybe they don't want to be a contractor they don't want to be a subcontractor. They don't want to deal with quarterly payments and the IRS after them all the time. Maybe just come in, do your job, get a check, have some paid vacation. You know, I'm, you know that might be the person I look for next. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. i got some ideas spinning around, but uh, I'm pretty busy, so I haven't really had a lot of time to put them into practice. Right. I'm, either, I'm either in the office wearing the office hat or I'm out in the field setting tile, covered in mud, and, yeah. you know, and then where I'm at home and my kids are older now, so I got to entertain them when I get home and you know, you just can't sit them in front of the TV anymore. They want to interact and do fun stuff. Sure. Sure. So, so there's a time crunch too, but, but I don't technically have to grow because, um, you know, Matt and I are both right now extremely satisfied with, uh, the way things are going and, and what we make. So, you know, I don't need to grow yeah. with, the, with the view to make any more. Yeah. Um, we're content when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to how we're pulling in financially what the company brings in and and what i end up getting and what matt ends up getting mm-hmm. and uh but the fact of the matter is, is there's a couple you know there i get i get a few phone calls a day and i'm telling them all 2023 and then you know most of them hang up they're you know oh yeah that was the other thing i wanted to ask i i forgot was um it sounds like not a lot of people want to wait huh Right. That, that weeds out a lot, like 70, 80 percent of the phone calls. Yes, for sure. And and I've actually found that to be a good thing because, you know, five years ago, you know, the phone would ring. We'd, we'd try and take everything we could get. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even if it was small, it didn't matter. You know, we flip it over to the daily rate. It doesn't matter. You know, if they're willing to pay the daily rate, we're willing to do it. And uh, well, what's nice is. uh we can be more picky and choosy with our work now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the quality of work, it kind of filters itself out. So like the individuals who they've, they, they've already, they've already gutted their own bathroom. They hung their own hardy board yeah. and all they need is a tile guy. I'm like, right. well, nah. weed them out sorry. right away. Yeah. Sorry. You know, we're all, we're all out of Crete. You know, we do yeah. everything from top to bottom. You know, a few years ago, sure, I'll come out and set that tile. But now I don't. I don't even want it. I don't want to deal with it. You know, so yeah. I like. I like my. I like my current system where you got the warranty. We do everything. Yeah. And uh, 
And that person that did all that, they, they don't want to wait till 2023 anyway. So, right. so, so I don't have to tell them, I don't have to tell them, I don't want your work. Yeah. I tell them I'm, I'm booked through 2023 and they're like, oh, that's no good. I have no bathroom. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, so it filters itself out. So yeah. that's, that's, that's been the, that has been the benefit of being extremely busy and extremely booked is that those, those who are willing to wait, uh, those who want a, a good tile guy are willing to wait for good work and are willing to pay for good work, you know, they're, that's the same. That's usually the same person. Yeah, he's willing to wait, willing to pay, wants good work. That's the client that I want. Yeah, and so those are the ones that will like send me the pictures and have me out to their house. And if they say, if they say, if it's February, if it's next February, that's okay. We just want it done right. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. That's yeah. those are the those are the clients that I want. And yeah. it's and that's happening automatically. Yeah, because of the just because of how busy we are and how and how understaffed we are. So mm. I love it. I love it. That's that's a powerful testimony. That's what I figured was people who are willing to wait longer will pay more as well. And um, they're probably willing to work a little harder, you know, or, you know, not not that it's not that it's work, but they're willing to go through a little more pain to get to get a lot more pleasure. Right. Because they're like, we really want this bathroom to be perfect. We've heard about Robert. We've heard about his, you know, what he can do through a referral or your website or however they found you. Um, that's, that's exciting. Um, that's really cool, man. Well, uh, listen, uh, it's been about 45 minutes. Um, I think that's a good spot to wrap this up. Um, unless I forgot something, but I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your experience with the tile money audience. Um, appreciate you sharing. I know you're active in the Facebook group as well. Thank you for that. Appreciate having you around Robert. A lot of people are going to benefit from this. All right. Well, thank you for having me on and I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, Tile friends, until next week out there, uh, please stay positive out there. If you want to stay in touch with me and Tile Money and Tile Nation, please join Tile Nation's texting service. I'll be texting you twice a month to let you know about upcoming learning opportunities and events. All you have to do is text the word Tile Nation, one word, to the phone number 877-633-3260. Tile friends, talk to you next week. And please stay profitable out there, Tile friends. Over and out.